0: Welcome in to another edition of the Tabby the Keg podcast episode 444. All the fours kind of, it would be, it would have been nice, Mitch, if this would have been 442, given that Rodgers just broke the uh, touchdown record. We should have planned that out better. Um, Ah. I know Mitch is here. with However, it it could be 444. You're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. You could wonder, did we plan this and have it ready to go? Um, Might have to have that as a uh, a friendly reminder mid game if I remember. But Mitch is here as always. Uh, Merry Christmas to you early. Uh, This is our could be considered our Christmas show for the people as you're traveling to God knows where. Or and safe travels if you do. Um, I'm sure it'll be quite crazy over the next few days. And we're going to talk about the ghosts of the Packer past, Packer playoff past, talks of the Packers, uh, ghosts of the future, and ghosts of the present. Uh, a little Christmas carol action. And then talk about the Packers and Bucks both playing on Christmas Day. Then a little story time about how we could have been newsbreakers, but we got soft and we'll, uh, we'll reminisce about all of that. Before that, though, Mitch, how we, how we living? How are we feeling? I am... I'm okay.
1: You know, a uh, little scratchy throat today, actually, as we, as we, uh, as we record. Um, so funny enough, but uh, yeah, just going full pinhead here, watching Seahawks and Rams as we record. <laughs> and, um, I just, I think it's funny that, you know, th- the NFL loves this. Make no mistake. I've been thinking oh. about that the whole time since they, you know, cause I was thinking back to last year when, they, when it happened too. And it's like, They love this because now they can have national TV games every night. You know, it's just not every night, but you know what I mean? Like they would, they they have no problem having, you know, a prime time three o'clock game, uh, a Sunday night game, a Monday night game, or excuse me, two Monday night games. Um, That's awesome. And now Tuesday you get two games at the same time, which is like they're kind of flashing back and forth too. It's yeah. It's just, um, it's a dream scenario for the NFL really. I mean, they can, they can act like they care about player safety and all that, but um, I don't doubt that they, they do to some extent, but um, you know, they, they probably don't want they, want, they don't want to do this all the time because of the logistical headache it is.
0: Right. But um, shit, you know, a couple weeks late in the year, why not? Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if the league talks to the players and are like, Hey, what about last Thursday games? They're like, it's just this weird always on schedule. I mean, there was some talk about 40 teams. I mean, that was something I think Florio had out there, gosh, like a m- month ago, two months ago that like, there was some real conversation that the league wanted to expand to that big, which seems yeah. way too big. But if you do have like 40 teams, then it's like, yeah, you could play like pretty much every night and it doesn't matter. And I'm not watching. Um, so, what – tell me, is L.A. – is LA, was L.A. packed? Like, was the stadium looked full in terms of, like, um, just – or did it look like it was a 3 o'clock game in L.A.? It
1: doesn't look any different than it normally would. Yeah. I don't think. I mean, people figure out a way to go. Right. I right. mean, I don't know if you saw on Twitter, there was a viral tweet from a guy who apparently – this is uh, switching to the NHL real quick, but there was a guy from Louisiana who's a, apparently a lifelong Flyers fan, Philadelphia Flyers. And his uh, his wife got him like a $1,500 package essentially to go fly to Philly, stay in a hotel, go to a game. And uh <laughs> they canceled the game like six hours before the, Ugh. you know, th- they canceled the game tonight because of COVID. Right. And uh so he can't go now. And then like it kinda of went viral. And I think a couple of the players picked up on it. And I don't know if he's gonna get they're gonna try to get him refunded or
0: yeah, I'm sure they'll take I'm sure they'll, or whatever. But yeah, I'm sure they'll take care of him and figure figure something out. But that I mean, I'm kinda of dealing with that too. Like I'm going to Chicago next Tuesday for the Blackhawks game. And at, as of now I'm going. I mean, the the reset is on Monday. And then after that, it's, they should be playing. So I hope that happens, but I'm still going to go to Chicago regardless and hang out and have a few beers and whatever, get drunk on a Tuesday night. But I mean, and really in this time of year, once you get to Christmas Eve, like no days really matter. Like I, we have some friends of ours who will be out Wednesday night, like nothing, no, no days matter anymore. Like it's just, it's kind of a free for all, until like January 3rd, and then you realize you're fat and you're like, oh, now I got to get myself back into shape. That's right. And that lasts for a couple of weeks. And then, you know, that, that goes out the window, but yeah, it's, it, it that's tough. And yeah, this call I, I think the logistical part is the, is the toughest part of the whole thing. And I, I do think the leagues will, you know, work towards like, yeah, w- how can we, make this all work. The NFL, I think cats like, all right, we're cool with it for one week. Let's not let this shit happen again. The only team that really sounds like they're in a bad spot right now are the chiefs, um, which is interesting with the game against the Steelers and the chiefs finally get the one seed. And now they have like what seems like a COVID outbreak. And we'll see obviously how that'll go as the, as the week goes on for Kansas city, obviously very early in the week before to, to make that judgment. Um, And I think the NFL made some good steps. I've already talked about that at nauseum. Don't need to go into that. Um, And yeah, so it's, it's good. It's good times. And we'll, uh, we'll see what the outcomes are of this game. Obviously Seahawks do win. It's uh, it adds a little spice to the playoff race with, you know, them, Washington, who's hanging in there, uh, Philly, New Orleans, Minnesota, um, and that, that final playoff spot, uh, be quite the finish for the NFC. Well, let's talk about the Green Bay Packers. Let's talk about the top seeded team in the NFC. Uh, Mitch, I'm sure you're familiar with the Christmas Carol. Um, are you a Muppets Christmas Carol guy? Do you like the Muppets Christmas Carol? Have you ever seen it? No, not not really, no. No, I oh, have not. Wow. Don't tell my wife that, that you don't like that one. Yeah, that would be I mean, one to avoid. She would. She might jump your throat um, if she knew you didn't like the Muppets Christmas Carol. Um I, I never I, said I didn't like it. I just, I just have
1: never seen it. So. Oh, you've never seen I mean, it. Oh, or if I, if I, if I have, I mean, it's been
0: years and years and years. So it's on Disney Plus. Um, Michael Caine, who's playing Ebenezer Scrooge, it's a kids' movie, but Michael Caine takes that movie about as serious as a fucking car accident. Like Michael Caine does not play around in that that movie. He's like, I'm winning the Oscar for this motherfucker. I'm Michael <laughs> Caine. Um, and it's a good movie. It's enjoyable. Uh, I, I like it. Music's good. Music will get in your head. But yeah, and if you're just a fan, fan of the normal Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens, uh, you know, Ebenezer Scrooge, he deals with the ghosts of the past, deals with the present and the future uh, with the Marleys, you know, Jacob Marley, I forget the other one. Is, there, is the other one crap? now. it's Jacob Marley and uh, I forget what the other guy's name is. People are going to kill me here. But anyways, they take Scrooge back to be like, you screwed up like you got to realize like all the bad memories and like even though that the Packers have a Super Bowl in the last 11 years it still feels like we've been through hell it feels like every January the other shoe kind of drops and I remember the last two years Mitch I would be like like have some balls like be confident like you are one of the best teams in football like act that way, treat yourself that way. And I finally think like it's taken three years, but I finally think like Packer fans have like a swagger to them. And I finally feel like everybody is feeling good. And I don't know if it's the play of the defense. I don't know if it's the way Aaron Rodgers is carrying himself. I'm not really sure, but like, do you feel like the sort of the ghost to the past? Like uh, some people are ignoring them more than, than other years, or do you not get that vibe?
1: Well, I mean, as someone who works at a talk radio station yeah. and did post-game on Sunday and listened pretty regularly throughout the day, um, I mean, I don't know. It's pretty split. I think that there are people that are, you know, especially that Baltimore game was a little – little weird, kind of a – I don't know. Like, people are people are very apprehensive about the special teams. And then right. the defense falls apart at the end. Now, I know we can debate whether they fell apart or not or kind of – but, I mean, they, they, they legitimately almost lost that game. And I think a lot of people are, are worried that something like that may happen in a playoff game, and it would just obviously be a total nightmare. Um, and I think the special teams is giving people – just uh, people are so worried about it and you know, there's nothing that's, I think these last few games, they're going to have to just not be God awful for a few weeks. So people can, people can, can maybe gain some confidence, but I think it's, there are some people that are like, Hey, a win is a win. People, you know, people still say that a wins a win. We beat an (laughs) NFL team. You know, I don't care if they had a backup quarterback who probably did look better than Lamar Jackson, you know, but, um, (laughs) it's it's just i i don't know i think there are a lot of people out there that are still are still kind of broken down from the last 10 years yeah of of heartbreak And, and, and it goes back to just what would you rather be would you rather be the packers or you know any wisconsin sports team i know the bucks finally came through but we've talked about it forever like would you rather be a wisconsin sports team that tends to be a pretty good team makes a makes a Makes a run in the postseason and the run comes up short. Or would you rather be like a Detroit sports fan or a Minnesota yep. sports fan, where yep. your teams just basically have no chance, and you can you can just sort of casually watch and be pleasantly surprised, I guess, more often than not, or not watch at all until you know the playoffs or whatever, and um, get your heart ripped out that way. But maybe it would never got ripped out because you didn't really care in the first place, yeah. you know. Whereas opposed to like, especially like with the Packers, people. People live, die, and breathe with this with that team in this state, and um, it's more than a team. It's it's a it's a way of life, and you know people plan their lives around it. And it, uh, you I think, there have been, and I also been think, some tough losses.
0: Yeah, and I also think like this team, especially there is just a vibe of like that everybody loves each other. That it is not a it's not a divided locker room. It's not like you know, Aaron Rodgers hates his coach or Aaron Rodgers doesn't like his wide receivers or the defense looks disjointed. Like everybody is a fucking unit out there. And like you, I watched Jair Alexander's Instagram live after they'd won the North and Jair's talking to all the different guys. And it's not just the corners. He made sure to get Rogers on there, he made sure to, to get, you know, the D lineman or something else. And there is just a vibe to what they are doing that is a little different. And I think that to me is where I have my confidence. I'm always a confident guy. I've, I've got my heart ripped out, but I also have a little bit of like, there's some realism to me. And I've, I know that it's really hard to win a Super Bowl, And I, I understand that. And it, it, that stuff haunts me. And I think because, you live in a 24 seven NFL bubble where it's non-fucking-stop that we can't help ourselves, but having conversations about the NFL all the time right. that you're going to, it's going to annoy you and it's going to get after you. But as long as you have other teams to cheer for, like, that's why I think like for me, it's good to be a Brewer fan. It's going to be a Bucks fan. It's going to be a Marquette fan. Uh, and just have those other outlets so you're not just focused on one team. Like I would recommend that to any Packer fan. And I like, I'm not a bad basketball fan, but like, if that's what you're into, like, cool. Like focus your energy there. If it goes yeah. wrong for the Packers, I think way too many people have those demons, have those ghosts because they're like, what, like, what else do I have left? Like, I, I got to wait till August. I, it's like, fuck that. Like find something else you could, you like get in the golf for fuck's sakes. Like, Golf's just starting out. Like that's something else. Like pick a golfer that you really like and cheer for him or a couple of golfers. You know, like I don't know. That's just kind of my thing. And I think that yeah, they they've been haunted by a lot of things. They've been haunted by special teams. I talked about it on a show. I think after the Bears game. You know, the special team. They were there are worse special teams that they are now than they are in two thousand and fourteen, and two thousand and fourteen. That ghost is literally Brandon Bostic dropping that ball and allowing a fake field goal for a touchdown. People forget that part. That's like a sneaky, like, people forget. Like, they allowed a fake field goal for a fucking touchdown in the beginning of the game. Like, that's something that happened. Like, there have been some just heart-crushing losses for Green Bay. Like, I don't think the Tampa Bay game was that heart-crushing because Tampa just sort of took it up and down the field against us. And it was, it was simply put, like, if we had David Bakhtiari we win that game. Like, I, I've i said that so many times. I I can say that <laughs> till I'm blue in the face, and I'm convinced of that. If we had Bakhtiari, that game is entirely different. So, I don't find that game as much of a demon. Even the 49ers game, like, the 49ers and Atlanta losses, like, those ones were just so embarrassing. And, like, I was like, I don't even want to be here. Like, why, like... Fuck, I would have rather lost to Seattle. I would have rather lost to Dallas. I think that's the year they lost. They beat Dallas in the last second to no, yeah, right? To go to play yeah, Atlanta. Well. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. Would it, would I rather have just not won this game and cause we're just so inferior? It's that's the that's the rub of it. That's the tough. But yeah, the the loss to Seattle was awful back before back before Rogers, like the fourth and twenty sixth game will forever be etched in my memory. I will never be able to get that out. You see fourth and 26 occasionally on a play, and it, it gives you the chills. It, 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 like, immediately throws you back to Ju, you know, not being able to guard Freddie Mitchell. And and I forgot, to. Tyler Dunn did a feature with Amon Green, and what's lost in that, similar to a fake field goal in 2014, is Amon Green had like 126 yards. He's just fucking mashing dudes. Najee Davenport, I think, had over 50 yards. Like, they were really running the football. And they had a fourth and one on the 40 to essentially end the game. And Mike Sherman decided to punt. And now this is before all the analytics stuff, which has jumped the shark to the highest degree. Like, I don't know, are we a NFL podcast, Mitch? we don't at least talk about analytical decisions like it's it's kind of overdone yeah. it's it's so it's, 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 like, good, it's like someone who cooks like fucking chicken on the stovetop for 20 minutes like i was at a party last weekend and these women were talking about how they couldn't cook chicken and i was like i didn't end up mansplaining which was probably bad of me but i was like it's just like five minutes aside like three times like that's all it is and they're like why wow, i over i ever cook it and it's like i don't know it's kind of like the analytics it's like all right either you like it, you don't, or you're kind of in the middle. And, like, we we can't, like, just me in the middle. But anyways, so, yeah, Sherman didn't, Sherman fucking didn't go for it when we were fucking running the ball all the way down Philly's throat, and we lost that game. And, again, we probably get to the Super Bowl and play New England. And it's crazy how many times we could have got to the Super Bowl if we, you know what I mean? Like, and we would have played New England. I don't know if we would have beat New England. So,
1: I was looking at whether or not, so they did score on a field, a fake field goal in that, in the 2014
0: yeah. NFC championship
1: game, but that was the first, first Seattle score right? Like four, four minutes to go in the third quarter. So um, I guess I didn't really remember that part, but Jesus, that's, that's not as crushing because they were up 16,
0: seven. But it's that. where everything started. It's like, yeah. all yeah, it is, it is. like, I mean, if you remember, if you, our friend Murph talks about how like he was booking flights to Indianapolis, that he was going to go down for the game, like at halftime, like everybody thought we were winning that game. Like I was over at Eric's down in like the river West area. And I'm like, we're going out and getting fucking drunk tonight. Like this is great. Like all this other shit. And then just the bottom fell out and you know, Mm -hmm. it was, it was there, you know, and that yeah, that 2014 game is is a tough one. The 2007 game is one that, again, we I remember I was with my guy Shackner and I was staying over at his house and they beat and the Cowboys lose to the Giants inexplicably. Cowboys are the one seed, You don't have to go to Dallas. The Giants are coming to fucking Lambeau. We're like, all right, the Giants are six. It's are, in the bag, what, baby. What are yeah. It's like Favre's last hurrah, Favre's going to retire, all of this stuff. like, And so now you, you weave that into like the ghosts of the present and it's like, and maybe the ghosts of the future. And it's like, well, there are a lot of people that kind of hope that this is Aaron Rodgers swan song. And I personally have started to really, I don't know, I, I, I've just become... I've become a little different with Rodgers. Like I love the fact that so many blue check marks got mad at Aaron Rodgers for wearing a cancel culture sweatshirt. Like if you read the quote tweets from uh, Justice Moscata who who uh, screen sh- screenshotted it, and then Dave uh, Portnoy uh, re- co-tweeted himself because that's Barstool's sweatshirt. There are so many people that are just mad at Aaron Rodgers. It is so funny. There are people who are, like, Milwaukee natives that are like, he's a dull dipshit, all this other stuff. Like, I just – and I, I fucking love it. And I, I don't know why. Like, I don't know if it's just – he's just not – like, he's just doing his own thing, and it is what it is. It's like, Aaron Rodgers doesn't know what it's like to be canceled. It's like, yeah, he's doing this to get you fucking mad. Like, you you just take the cheese and run. And so now I'm almost at the point, Mitch, where, like, if he leaves and, and it goes – North, I'm not gonna be like, oh, we needed to keep Rogers. Like, I don't know. I trust the Green Bay Packers know what the fuck they're doing. But I also am gonna be like, all right, whatever, it's fine. I'm not gonna hate. I don't know if I'll hate him. Like, maybe we'll see. Uh, I'll, I'm I'm very much in the moment now. But I'm like, if this is kind of our last ride with Rogers, I'm gonna enjoy it. Like, you know, we had a friend of ours who said the same thing. He's like, I'm just, I'm not gonna worry about any of this shit and so people getting mad about it for god knows what reason they they think that he's some you know right wing anti vax conspiracy theorist whatever bullshit man, who cares it's just just yeah. watch football man but, no, yeah, but you know, go, can't, yeah, I know can't do that can't no, do I that no i know no i know i understand like he he wore the sweatshirt on a you know a huge radio show on a huge platform like you know he didn't wear it to the it's funny because he was wearing like team gear to the packer he did uh like his availability for the week right before that and he wore like packer gear and then he changed out to like the cancel culture hoodie for yeah he uh, he probably has to wear he has to wear
1: packer stuff i'm sure to the to the team team sanctioned press conference
0: yeah, I'm sure. Problem. I'm sure old Rod would put a FedEx in his uh, locker if he if he didn't. So I'm sure that's that's probably that's probably why. But yeah, man, I don't know. Like, I'm just kind of I I guess I'm living in the moment with Rodgers. Do you feel like you know, kind of that going back to like the confidence? Is it maybe that people aren't confident, but more people are living in the moment because they just don't know what's next, and they're like, all right, whatever. If this is it, like great. Like, let's just, let's just ride out on the highest of high notes. And if Rogers wants to go somewhere else next year, he goes somewhere else. And that's just, uh-huh. that's just it. Or do you think that's not it? Packer fans are all like he's coming back and this is just the start of a, a dynasty with him and LaFleur.
1: No, I think people are worried he's gone and they have to win the Super Bowl this year. Otherwise that's it. You know, that's it's going to be another five to 10 years or, God knows how long before they're Super Bowl contenders. If he's gone, you know. I mean, I just I think there's a lot of people that are upset. It, it's just it's literally the
0: last the last shot here. It's, it's kind of like Favre, kind of like Favre and 07. Um, oh God, that's just, man. If they have to, if they have like a really cold, if that it like if they we start like that's how the ghosts really like start creeping back in. Like if we have an NFC Championship game in Lambo, it's freezing cold. We're playing against the team. Like, maybe let's say it's the Rams, right? Playing the, playing the Cowboys. Yeah, or, oh, God. The Cowboys thing. Not enough people are talking about that. Did we talk about this on the podcast or when we were, like, just drinking together? Like, not enough people not enough people are talking about the fact that we could get Packers Cowboys, McCarthy versus Rodgers, in a playoff game. Like, I, I mean, that, to me, is, like, the drunk cousin of like Bill versus Tom, like it's not at that level because Belichick versus Brady, I mean, worlds would explode. But McCarthy versus Rodgers is a pretty good like undercard. That's like yeah. having a WWE like pay-per-view where it's like we have Stone Cold versus The Rock, but before that we have like Shawn Michaels going up against Triple H. Like that's kind of where I where I see it.
1: Yeah, it would be certainly a good appetizer for, for a Brady Belichick um showdown. But I mean that I mean the storylines would be incredible. And Oh, yeah. Um, you know, that's it it's not at the Brady Belichick level. You're right, but that would be I mean, Fox would love that. That would oh, be
0: Yeah. I mean <laughs> it would be NFC
1: championship game in Lambo. Um Cowboys uh, are probably significant dogs. I mean, yeah, probably four and a
0: half, five point dogs yeah,
1: um, in the Vegas zone.
0: Yeah. Would you, okay. So here's the question. I know you're, uh, maybe this is more a question for myself, but would it, would you rather have it be a divisional round game or would you rather have it be the championship game? I think I'd almost rather have it be a divisional game because like if I, I'm sorry for answering my own question. But if I had to deal with Mike McCarthy celebrating in Lambeau Field in a Cowboys uniform, I don't like hate the Cowboys like like probably the boomers do. Like my mom, my mom fucking hates the Cowboys still. She's like sixty six. She'll probably hate the Cowboys for a whole life. But mm-hmm. like to watch them celebrate in Lambeau with McCarthy to get this and Jerry Jones, like ah oh, man, that would. That would be a really bitter pill to swallow. Maybe even worse than Brady.
1: Yeah, I mean, that would just be, that would be a nightmare. I mean, that's, you know, I can't really think of, I mean, that would be, well, I was going to say something, but that would be like far leaving and going to the Jets and, you know, maybe not that bad, but it's just a guy that, you know, had some great success with the Packers, and it sort of, you know, fell apart at the end. But I think he's still still generally liked, I think, among Packer fans. Yeah. Um, you know, people I, make fun of him, of course.
0: Yeah, but... people don't take him seriously. I think that's the bigger thing. I think people think of him right. as a joke. Like, people, you know, McCarthy has gotten no credit for what the Cowboys have done this year, which is probably unfair. I think, you know, he's the guy who brought in Dan Quint. Dan Quinn has made their defense into something they're cool, managing. Right. They're doing just enough to get by offensively. Which yeah. they're been... like for
1: years, like the last, well, I shouldn't say for a year, but like the last couple of years, it seems like the Cowboys were losing pretty,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: scoring a lot of points, but giving up, you know, scoring 48, but giving up 51 right, or something like that. But now they're like kind of doing it the other way. We're like, maybe the pressure wouldn't be as much on the quarterback um, and the offense, you know, that, that they, their defense is legit. Micah Parsons is a stud. I mean, they have, you know, some real, real threats on the defensive side of the ball. And, you know, that's kind of how you have to win games in the playoffs. So we'll see. I mean, you know, and then they have two, they have two decent running backs. Now it's just a matter of would McCarthy trust the run long enough or you know use his running backs that he has to his disposal which he doesn't like to do often but um that yeah would, i mean, I, seem, I feel like i feel like they're they're they're, they're skating by against some shitty NFC east teams i feel like but i don't know I, that, I think that their fan their fans are pretty content
0: right and that would be and that would honestly be the the real like rub of the matchup would be like Who basically, you know, overdoes it? Does McCarthy overdo it and ignores his running game and tries to prove it with Dak Prescott? Or does Aaron Rodgers basically force it and kind of go YOLO ball and get away from LaFleur's system to kind of rub it in Mike McCarthy's face? I think that would be the real, like, the real sort of back and forth there. And and that's certainly a ghost of Christmas future, because like that the to deal with Mike McCarthy and then Aaron Rodgers, at like, oh my God, like that is easily the worst case scenario. And you know, obviously, the best is you win it or you get there, and Rodgers and Adams figure out how to keep the roster, and we'll see. Um, I know there are some who think there's no way the Packers can keep Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, and I think those people are a little too stuck in their spreadsheets. There's always a way they, they'll figure something out. You know what I mean? Like these guys are, you know, geniuses for a reason. I'm not, not going to doubt that. We'll certainly see what happens. Um, it's going to be, it's going to be something and get to watch Packers on Christmas, which I don't know if we've got that for a while. I think the lat was the last time when they played the bears, they've done some Christmas Eve. I know. I'm trying to think of the last time the Packers were on Christmas and sort of this prime time, affair. Um, they play the Browns. It's in Lambeau. Rogers will have the chance to break the record inside Lambeau field, which is great. Um, really, really like that. And we also before that have the Milwaukee Bucks with hopefully Giannis Antetokounmpo and other people clearing protocols, taking on the Boston Celtics at 1.30. I am very excited for this day. Um, I think this is one of the best sports days on the calendar. I was looking forward to this. Really, when the I think the NBA schedule came out, and I was like, "Holy shit! Like, we're gonna get Packers and Bucks on the same day, like this," and it really would be a sports bar day. So I asked you, Mitch, are we getting robbed? That's on Christmas, and we have to watch these games with our families instead of our buddies um, on Christmas Day.
1: Uh, I mean, I I don't know. I don't know if we're getting robbed. I feel like I'm I'm looking forward to being with my dad and watching those games or whatever and hanging out. You know, sometimes it's sometimes it's nice to get out of Dodge and recharge the batteries and have, you know, on top of it, have something to look forward to uh, on the television. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's not, you know, it's obviously yes, it'd be be great to have, you know, to be able to hit the hit the town at one thirty and, you know, carry that into Lord knows a four hour football game. That would be, you know, it's a seven thirty probably. I think the game's what, three twenty five?
0: Yeah. Starts at three twenty five. <clears throat> so
1: naturally those games are gonna overlap probably
0: by a half an hour or so. But um Yeah, it screw- it screws us up for the review, if we're being honest. Like I Oh, that's and that's the most important thing. I mean, right, exactly. Well, I mean, I guess we can, I'll let you continue because I, I do need your opinion on the whole review stuff, but I'll let you, let you continue um, with your, with your topic there as you well, yeah. Out. I
1: mean, there's, it, it's just, I don't think we're being robbed, but um, it would be nice to hang out with the boys, but, you know, who says I can't have a, a couple of, a uh, couple of cocktails during the day on, on Saturday and um, sitting around the house or whatever. I don't. I think i'm going anywhere so yeah um, i
0: think that's it, it'll, be, it'll be just fine i think it opens up more drinking opportunities at the household than usual for for myself um you know I, I i think maybe i'm saying i'm robbed because i have to deal with some family members that aren't really nba fans at the 130 slot so i'd be lucky oh, if yeah. the game's even on um we might have packed pregame free game on and i'm just fucked and so that's that's one thing now his son does like the bucks so maybe i get Maybe we get there with that. Um, son's like 18 or 19. So maybe I'm, I'm able to at least watch watch the Bucs. But like Packers, I'll be with my family. And I haven't, watched, I haven't watched a Packer game with my family in a while. Like it's been a while since I've watched a game with my mom and dad and my sister. Sister, not a sports fan at all. But the, at least those two, I haven't watched a game with them in a long time. So I don't know. I don't know if they're going to be used to my yelling. Um, I they don't really know about the reviews, I don't think maybe they do. My mom follows me on Instagram, so maybe she knows that I do these reviews. Like, I don't know what do I excuse myself to. I'm like, I probably just run up to my like upstairs, like bedroom and just start yelling and screaming and do that. And I it's like, do I wear my lucky Packer shirt? Like, I wear the same shirt until we lose. I wash it, of course, like, I'm not a heathen, but I wear the same shirt for every game. <laughs> until we lose and I also drink Miller Lite I don't really drink anything else during Packer games I've done that since we won the Super Bowl it's kind of a, a thing for me and you are you are honestly
1: a weirdo <laughs> I guess I guess I never really realized all that
0: <laughs> but it's just like this is like this guy's. Am I doing a podcast with the serial killer? Like, are are we sure that like you don't have some bodies buried somewhere, dude? Like, so you, what you wear
1: fuck? you wear the same. So you wear the same shirt every Sunday until they
0: lose. Yeah, haven't you noticed? I've been wearing the same like Packer shirt in the review. If you go through the reviews, no. yeah, that's that's okay. You, you don't watch them all. I get it. But if you go well, through I, it, I'm. Yeah, I do, but I'm, no, no, no. I, I'm just fucking. It. It's it's I'm wearing the same shirt, yeah, uh, until we lose. And then when we lose, I swap out for another Packers shirt. I would, and for the Bucks, when when we were going through with the Bucks, like that was a thing that I had to deal with because I was like, oh, what do I do for the Bucks?" And then I just started rotating shirts. And, like, if we lost when I wore that shirt, I wouldn't wear that shirt for that round. So, like, a shirt was on ice. I have, like, this big Giannis T-shirt that Giannis got hurt in. And then something else bad happened. And so that shirt has been like put on ice because I'm like, I don't trust that shirt. It's a bad shirt. You know what I mean? I can't, just can't trust it. And then this clinch shirt, which we all know I was wearing that when we clinched Brooklyn, Atlanta, like I'm just a psycho. Like I really am. Like, I realize that now that I'm talking this out, there's probably a lot wrong with me. And like, I probably care too much even at 34, like 33, like I, I remember telling my dad when I was 21, which probably gets into our last topic here soon. But I um, I remember telling my dad 21 we lost to Arizona, and it was the um, that back and forth game where Arizona wins. And uh, you mentioned like what would be the Favre scenario? It would have been us facing Favre in 2009, and the Vikings getting to the Super Bowl, and the Packers losing. That would that would have been the 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 Favre version of the McCarthy one that we discussed. <laughs> But anyways, I told my dad, I was like, I care about like five things in life right now, dude. Like, I care about the Packers, I care about girls, I kind of care about school, and I think I said a couple other things. And he kind of laughed at me. He's like, You got like the mortgage to worry about. You got taxes. You got a house. Like, you got a ton of shit. I don't have any of that. Then the I went and got drunk and tried to give blood the next day and got a result back where I was like, Yeah, you have an inflamed liver. You have like hepatitis. I think C. Which I didn't. I just drank too much and gave blood after like a fucking dumbass.
1: So don't do that, wow. kids.
0: Yeah, that was a dumb move. It wasn't smart. You know, 21, just, I was just downing pitchers <laughs> with, with Doe's and Bailey and X, And it was a great time, but
1: it's a mistake. Trying to do, trying to, trying to do the right thing, donate blood. And
0: yeah. <laughs> uh... Yeah. So, No, I I think it'll be good on Christmas. I like it better than like New Year's. I think it'd be a mess if it was New Year's Eve. Like, could you imagine like doing new having to deal like New Year's Eve and have a Packer game thrown in? Like I can't imagine like Michigan fans, right? Like it's six thirty I guess it'd be all right. But it's like if Michigan wins, you're gonna be psyched and like that like will springboard your New Year's Eve celebration. And if they lose, like that just ruins it entirely. Like you're not gonna want to be drinking, you're not gonna be wanting to be around people. Like it's a real uh, Akram's razor uh, in that scenario. So yeah, there yeah. be, be there's probably better days than Christmas, but it, it still will be a lot of fun, and I'm sure there'll be a lot of people investing in a little backers, Bucks parlay, a little Wisconsin parlay, which I don't think will pay out that well, but it should be it should be okay, and hopefully the Bucks start looking like a semblance of a basketball team as, you know, more people fall off the COVID list. And I think they have an outside shot of Giannis clearing protocols, right? Uh, because he'd be right at the, the 10 days with the 25th.
1: Yeah, I honestly don't know what, what the rules are exactly. because No one does. It's okay. I mean, like, is he not vaccinated then?
0: No. So
1: I was just talking about this yesterday a little bit. Because, okay, um, one second, one second, one second. No, sorry. Two times the Lakers. LeBron went, LeBron was first, went into COVID protocols, banged out two negative tests, and was back like two days later. Right. Russell Westbrook went, got thrown into COVID protocols and like the next day was playing because I don't know.
0: I think but, some, some of that's so false, I, false. Oh, go, go ahead, continue.
1: Well, sure. But I mean, all you have to do if you're vaccinated, right, is string together two negative tests basically two, two different two days right yeah so i mean and who knows i mean maybe he's really sick i yeah. guess but no, to me I... it's like i guess you you hope for the best and it's like well i would have thought he'd been back over the weekend but this... so here we are like okay now it's now it's been a week and he's still not cleared um as of taping this podcast at eight thirty central time on tuesday um so maybe Wednesday he gets cleared or cause I think that'd be the one week mark yep. or maybe Tuesday.
0: I don't know, but it's been long enough. God damn it. Th- this because is, of- this is my frustration with the NBA's COVID protocols because they're really not that transparent about it. Like they are very much like, Oh, they're in health and safety protocols. Okay. Does that mean they tested positive for COVID or are they a close contact? Or, you know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. just not the transparency that the NFL kind of has. Like, the NFL has said, like, all right, if you're unvaccinated, you're out 10 games or 10 days, it's immediate, and that's that's final. And we know that Colby – like, for example, Cole Beasley, Nick Bosa, both are out for 10 games – or 10 days, excuse me, not 10 games. Um, but, like, a guy like Jared Goff, right, um, Jared Goff could potentially – could come back and he has COVID, but they're like, he has COVID versus like Kelsey being on the COVID protocol. I don't know, man. It's crazy. It's all sorts of screwed up and we'll just kind of have to have to play it by ear. I just hope, I just would like to see a full bucks roster and they have the Rockets in Dallas this week are, which are both winnable basketball games so, and Boston for that matter. I mean, they owe Boston a fucking ass kicking with a full roster. So let's just oh, yeah. kind of hope, hope they can they can do that um, well because... i mean
1: i I think I would hope Middleton's playing by yeah. tonight um, yeah, I
0: think that's fair but, but
1: the the way the injury things have gone this year with the bucks i don't I don't have any read on anything, so because there have been guys that have been probable and not played, like Chris mm-hmm. Middleton, and then there's guys who have been doubtful and played, you know, I think this year yeah. Um, questionable when i've played lots of those so I uh, you know i have no idea it doesn't it's, it's meaningless but i mean i was very irked on saturday but i don't know why i mean just just being a fan i get it fifth game in seven days but i was just like it's a saturday night a lot of people probably have been, went to their first Bucks game in 25, 30 years, you know, from, from uh, Waupun, Wisconsin, <laughs> that had to watch that fucking bullshit. I mean, and, and it's, it's mostly the team's fault for, you know, you're already down like eight guys. And then you, so you're just going to rest like three more like Jesus fuck. And then, yeah. I mean, I, I get it. I, I totally understand. Holiday had 40 points the night before. And you know, fucking oh, we had to go to overtime with New Orleans, and that game pissed me off. I mean, you'd like to win that game, well, of course they didn't. Th- and that then, game,
0: that game was so dumb because Devontae Graham could have missed. And it's like you're fucking Devontae Graham, dude. Well, that's not, what he does though. No streaky. No. Yeah, He's either
1: oh for ten or
0: oh for ten or nine for ten. I mean, Devontae Graham's an, Devontae Graham's a very interesting. I think he has an awful contract, but he'd be an interesting not for the Bucks, but like a guy that a playoff team might be like. Could we use like uh and waiters like a rational confidence guy off our bench? Because that's kind of what Devontae Graham is. And if he's on, like, look out.
1: And it's like, so then they're playing Cleveland the next night, who is frisky, surging, you know, coming coming for us. And we've already played them like three times, but, um, you know, they're, you know, oh, Evan Mobley's out. Well, they still got everybody else. And then, you know, basically shit pumped us. And I don't know, it's just a game. It's just one game, but I don't know. I I The depleted roster stuff is, and then you're going to arrest guys and guys are out for personal reasons. It's like, no, we need every fucking body we can get. I don't want people out for personal reasons. You're playing this game. I'm sorry. The boogie cousins. Yeah. Come find me. <laughs> yes. no. Just kidding. DeMarcus. I would not want to encounter you in a, Dark alley at all, but <laughs> you know, I don't want you to be out for personal reasons when we have fucking six guys on the COVID list.
0: Yeah, it's, three probably, it's probably a bad time to, to have personal reasons, so hopefully his mentals are alright, but yeah, it is, it is that, and last thing as we wrap up, I felt like reminiscing, I felt like remember when, I know T- Tony Soprano says remember when is the lowest form of conversation, but Tony Soprano is a fucking TV character and I'm not. So I was looking through my Facebook memories, um, which I do regularly, mostly just to make sure I clean up anything that was inappropriate on my Facebook feed from years ago. So I don't yeah. get canceled like Aaron Rodgers. And I looked at it and I had a note from you saying, we could have broke the Granky story, but we gave it to BSPN. Which I don't know what BSPN was. Were you, is that a Boston thing? Was that just BS like bullshit? Do you remember calling it BSPN in your in your heyday? I did. Yeah, yeah all the time. Yeah, what was is that referring to Boston or is that just like BS like it's bullshit? Uh yeah, BS like bullshit. Oh okay. Got it. So yeah. So and I was like, you know what? I don't know if we've ever told that story on the podcast. Like if we had like less of a worry of getting kind of like canceled in the journalism world. We could have easily had the Granky story. And I was like, wow, well, let's fucking tell it. Let's get it. Let's. And like our friends make fun of us for it. And they're like, Oh, you're full of shit. Yada, yada. And everything like that. And it's like, no, it's fucking true. I showed you guys the text messages back in the day that I got text. I was doing a drug test of all things. Um, because I was getting ready for like winter employment as I was back home from college. I was a third, it was my third year of college journalism school, journalism student at that time. It was, we were about 21 Mitch, were you a GM student at that point as well? Uh, yeah, should have been. Okay. So that's good. That's really good context for how this all works out. So I got text from somebody that says, Hey, I think Granky's going to be a brewer. And I was like, holy shit. Like, that's crazy. Like, are, are you serious? He's like, yeah. It's like, I know somebody who knows somebody who knows Doug Melvin and yeah, it sounds like Zach Granke is going to be a brewer. And I'm like, wow, that's, that's wild. Like, that's absolutely crazy that Zach Granke is going to be a brewer. Like, I, I think I might've asked, can I like blog this? Can I like talk about this? And he's like, well, I don't know. Like I, this guy, I don't really like think of him as that good of a, you know, like a source. And I don't want to burn him by letting you know, yada, yada. So I'm saying I got a lot. But the long and short of it is it was not that great of a source. It was a pretty low level source. And then I brought it to you guys. And it was third hand probably. Oh, yeah. It was not like anything like that. So I think that all afternoon I was like kind of racking my brain being like, what do I do? Do I just do I break this story? Twitter at that time was not what Twitter is today. I had a Twitter account, no, but it was not to the level of where it's like newsbreakers. Like, I don't know who Woj was working for at the time. Shefty was still working for the <laughs> Denver Post, writing articles. After people were still game. like, people are still nice to each other on the internet, yeah.
1: I mean, exactly. it was pretty, pretty harmless,
0: exactly. We were just making, we were talking about getting too many Farmville fucking requests. Like that was, that was where we were at in frustration on the internet. So I, I was like, well, I'm just not going to do it. Like I, and, and then I told you guys, cause we were like partying that night and cause you had something going on at the Kramer gang house. And so I joined you for that. And I was like, I have a story, but nobody kind of felt it. I don't think I had a smartphone bench. So I didn't think I could even go out on my phone and been like, oh yeah, hey, Zach ranky to the Brewers, like here's what's happening. Like, I would have had to get a laptop from somebody and would have had to clear out their Pornhub tabs and wrote like an actual <laughs> article that said like, I've heard Zach ranky is going to the Brewers. Like, what I know now, I probably would have reported it and dealt with the consequences. But the other part of it was that I was a journalism student. And so when you're a journalism student, you're like, they they all tell you you need two sources you need good sources you can't report on anything if you don't have good sources right. and like i like that stuff like mattered to me at that time and i was i was nervous about it and like i mean looking back on it you probably call me a pussy but that's that stuff was important that no much.
1: that's that's you're right you're was, absolutely right i mean that's it, that that's a factor it was a factor i think for so probably both of us like oh you know do I want to be well I don't know I guess probably wasn't really a part of the site necessarily
0: no at that but, time but but, um, but 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 like but the whole part of it was. I, I probably think...
1: agreed with you like yeah like this is what they teach us like and I don't want to you don't want to ruin your fucking career before it even started well, uh, most well, of all. Right
0: and and like i think at that point like what was really like when people would get mad like in sports it was like the bleacher report stuff that was when bleacher report would just put out random rumors all the time for the the quote now the aggregators quote unquote like that they were the original aggregators and that was like just starting and tmz and like that was a whole thing and like I think people don't realize, like, yeah, it's easy to say, like, oh yeah, break the Granky story. I I would have if I knew I was like gonna work in social media and not work really a day in my life in journalism. But I was fucking. It was thirty year in. I didn't know that. And like, it's like I wrote like a top five list of the worst broadcasters, and my dad saw it. He's like, "Don't put Jim Nance on there," because I said something bad about Jim Nance. He's like. What if Jim Nance sees it? And I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, I I mean, I have an old blog calling Florio a hack back in 2011. I think that aged pretty nicely, if I don't say so myself. So, you know, so you win some, you lose some. I Yeah, I like Nance a lot better than I did when I was – and it was just probably me just being a fucking edgy college kid. But anyways, yeah. like it,
1: – The it, fact it, that, like,
0: the fact that you remember kind of, like, blow by blow
1: of this, like, 24-hour period from, like, 11 years ago is – I, I don't know. I mean, that's impressive.
0: Again, I'm a psycho. I think, think today's
1: big, big moment in your life, I guess.
0: It well, it was, man, because I, I look back on it, not to get on like the therapist couch, but I look back on it and I'm like, well, how would that have changed Snowtap? Would have people actually have known Snowtap WI? Would I have even I was at so at that time I think we were sports news on tap. Like, if I would have I have ever needed to change, would I have just been this 21-year-old newsbreaker who broke the story. And I think that, yeah, the lesson- That actually, that may have been before Sports News on Tap was created. Oh, you're right. It could have been Chuck's corner. Fuck, no. Yeah. I I created, no, I created Sports News on Tap August 2nd, 2010. So it was, it was that year. But then it was like, man, it was right there. And you know, looking back on it, I I wish that I would have done it just to say I did it. I kind of did it with the Yellish thing, but again, I pussyfooted that. And I was a little bit too late. I was one second too late on that. Rosenthal beat me because I was trying yeah. to get confirmation, but still that was again, I was like, I don't want to do this unless I know. And this it, and I think as years have gone on, it's more and more like. I knew a about Wes Matthews a day early, and I had a friend of mine who was like, "Well, why didn't you break that?" I'm like, "I don't know. Is Wes Matthews like? I don't want to be a newsbreaker. I, if anything, like, I would rather do like a full, like, podcast about why Chad Kelly was wronged by the Packers. Like, I don't know if you saw that, but Chad Kelly had a tweet about like nobody understands me. Like, I was did wrong by the Packers, Washington, the Broncos." and all these teams and i was like i quote tweeted him i should have maybe dm'd him and if i was more serious about it because i was like you want to talk about it like let's go like i'd rather do something like that than like break a news story because i i don't know i don't care i i really don't it's if i get something it's awesome but what what does it really do just fuck it it's
1: not it's not like not your niche but like because if you if you're wrong, then you end up like that Evan Massey dude who was adamant that, um, you know who probably works for his own his own blog essentially, and he's the guy who thought OBJ was coming to the Packers. Oh yeah, like that was a done deal. Right. And he was, you know, he had I think multiple tweets over multiple days about how, you know, you know, you know, very confident that he's coming. It's a done deal, and it never happened. So then you end up kind of like you know you lose a lot of but that's that's the downside to it, I suppose now, if you swing for the fence and you hit a home run, then yeah like like the Yelich thing, the only real you know we had somebody saw him in town or something that was the only right. that was the only I guess evidence we had, which is kind of like okay uh, that could we be had,
0: we had a little more than that we had somebody who was work who used to work for the brewers who basically had heard that yelich was gonna that yelich was potentially gonna be a brewer and that but that person that had it was still a little hesitant about me releasing it and like i'm like can i like say this and he was like ah and he went he kind of hemmed and hawed on it and then when he finally let me release it because yelich was there rosenthal beat me by i don't know 10 minutes or not maybe not even that like three or four and i was like all right whatever it's fine. It's again the news breaking stuff is it's it's not really my bag. It never really has right. been my bag. I think where it all leads to is yeah. Could it have blown it up? Sure, but it it what what that would that have done a little bit of gratification. But then it would yeah. Be like, I mean the
1: what, thing is what's... like then then you then you have to get in that business and then you yeah. have to you know you have to keep them coming. You know you don't have to be fucking woge but you can be – you'd probably periodically, quarterly, you know, maybe a couple times a year you'd have to have – you'd have to break some news probably and have something hit and then – Yeah,
0: be like our guy – I don't know. Be like our guy Bob Murray, like Robert Murray who now works for Fanside. Like that – Yeah, he's got a – he's got a
1: different story. Like that's – he like – he went to like baseball winter meetings one year when he was like 21 years old or whatever. Oh, I know. He's a psycho in his own right? And like – and like rubbed elbows with Ken Rosenthal, I think, and a couple of those people, and sort of they they must have been like, oh wow, here's this like you know super young kid that really wants to do this, and you know seems to have his, himself in order, and you know you you get you build sources at winter meetings probably, and you know that's really like if if you want to get in that business, you got to do that shit. Like NBA summer league, I think, is where you know you're gonna you could you know bump elbows with different front office people. And, you know, and for some reason they, they tell people things and um, get away with it. And that's how those guys like get their sources. Like summer league, I think is where it could start. And then if you probably show that you're, you're around and, um, you know, willing to cover games or whatever they do. And, you know, that's probably how Shams did it. You know, he's a pretty yeah. young guy. He's like only, only like maybe his late twenties by now, you know, he, yeah, I think he's out of Chicago. He he would come up to Milwaukee for games, probably you know, just go to regional games and get media media credential and build sources at games probably, or you know, going to summer leagues repeatedly. And next thing you know, you're fucking awesome at your job.
0: Yeah, no, but
1: that you know, a very very tough. You know, he's a lucky person. As well. Yeah,
0: and let and look like <laughs> I I think that there are so many things that I. I want to do with blog, with podcast, the whole thing, more podcast, and more social media and everything. And it just, unfortunately you don't have time. And if you did have time, you wouldn't be paying your bills elsewhere. And you'd be like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like it's a, it's a definite double, sword, double-edged sword. So I like the trip down memory lane. I appreciate it. It's a fun look back. It's a good reminder. If you do it, we do have young guys listening. I have no idea. But if we do have young guys who are thinking about doing this kind of shit, yeah, just just, just make sure you, you know what you're doing if you're going to put your neck out there. And there are reasons for pulling it back, and you're not a pussy. It's, they're, they're under, we're understood, but, you know, it's, it's all good. But it's how we wrap us up on a, on a Christmas pod, and hopefully we, uh, we get a Packers win. I feel pretty good about the Packers against the Browns, whether it's Nick Mullins, whether it's Baker, whether it's Case Keenum. I think the Packers should be in a good spot with that one, um, and Miles Garrett. I guess is, has a groin injury. If Miles Garrett doesn't play, that's man, that's going to be tough for the Browns. I do worry a little bit about Nick Chubb, but we'll we'll survive. We'll, we should survive that, and I feel good about the box. Can I right? can
1: I just just bitch about
0: fantasy football real quick? Fantasy football, let's do it. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm in. in the, I'm in the playoffs. By the way, uh, shout out to Dallas Scott. <laughs> yeah, Shout out to Dallas Goddard, getting it done so I didn't have to lose on a fucking tiebreaker, even though I had the third most points in our league. But continue.
1: Shout out to my team for being trash. But uh oh, yeah, my fun. other league, I need I needed seven and a half points out of the Eagles defense facing a quarterback off the street. Two fucking points. And we're like in the fourth quarter. I mean, I'm fucked. Yep. Absolutely fucked. Unless we get a Pick six here, which boy wouldn't be special? That'd be storybook. But God, really, against Garrett Gilbert at home, at home, you couldn't. Oh my God!
0: You, yeah, wow. yeah, no, in- interesting. Ah, no, man, it's uh, another fifty bucks. Another fifty bucks down the toilet. Well, I got to tell you, so I yes, I'm in in three playoffs. I. Took, took over a dynasty league. So are you familiar with dynasty leagues at all?
1: Uh, yeah, yes and no, I guess. I can figure out what they
0: are. Yeah, so basically, and it's like, I have this full roster of shit because this guy just gave up on his team. So I have like nobody. I'm, my team is built with sticks and I have just rebuilt this roster within a, a year. Like just the rebuild job has been incredible. We're going to the divisional round. Um, be be really because of Cooper Cup, a little bit of Joe Mixon, Mark Andrews, uh Dallas Goddard. Like we're these rosters are deep. Like you have two quarterbacks. My quarterbacks suck. I have Jimmy G and Justin Fields. Like ah, I don't have good quarterbacks. And I'm I'm somehow fucking doing it. So got team, man. I'm I'm really excited about it. It's uh it's a lot of fun. So I'm I'm happy. But uh yeah. No no one cares. Everyone's probably logged off by now. It's like, God, only thing worse than Charlie talking about COVID is Charlie talking about his fantasy teams. Um, So anyways, we will be back tomorrow. I hopefully will not have the tabby the keg curse. Been in a real bad habit, Mitch, of not doing a podcast after I do one with you. I feel like I get all my takes out and I'm just like exhausted. I'm like, I do not want to tape again, but I'm sure I'll find something to uh, pull pull out of the rabbit. Thanks for joining me. Have a great Christmas, bud. Yep. Hope it's good. Safe You're travels. Well. Safe travels to everybody listening. Um, <laughs> love all the support. Thank you so much. Very grateful for you guys. We'll be back next week. We are not going to take any time off like some of the other podcasts. There's too much going on. Um, and I have a good top. I have a good topic for next week, so that's why we're <laughs> not, not. But we will be on hiatus during playoff week with when I'm in Hawaii, and we'll have to figure that out. But we'll, we'll cross the bridge when we get there. All right. Take care, guys. Have yourself an awesome holiday. We'll be back next week. See you. Bye. Peace.